Hey, do you like writing? If you answered yes, then you're a liar, and I hate you. If you think writing is the worst because it's super hard and super lonely, then the Story Clock Workbook is for you. The Story Clock Workbook is built for getting your raw ideas out of your head and into a loose structure, so then you can spend less time feeling bad about yourself and more time doing the fun, practical parts of writing. You know, like winning awards and being famous. Things that definitely happen for everyone. Learn more about the Story Clock Workbook at plotdevices.co and get 20% off your first order with code GAMESHOW at checkout. And I love it if they all like, they come into the cave and they're like, we found you. He hugs like the kids. He hugs the wife. Then he hugs the guy and the guy is like, who are you? And guy, then it's like, guy remembers suddenly, like, I don't actually know this person. Like, yes, it's like he, while you were sleeping, but yes. completely weird. Yes, that's the cops to this, this movie. <laughs> Every Wes Anderson it's, movie it's and like, while you were sleeping. Uh, so we have a little bit of uh, Wild Wild West as well as while you were sleeping. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I have the script somewhere. <laughs> well, hold on. Sorry, you gotta, you gotta keep that tab open, bro. I do. What is my problem? I don't know who I am. I am... Oh my God, guess who I am? I'm Seth. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. I just said I was Seth. Was that not good enough for you? I'm Seth. And welcome to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes, working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio. At the beginning of every episode, the studio, which is really just an iPhone shortcut we made, assigns us, the contestants, a new project consisting of four components. The genre, the tone, the demographic, which is the target audience, and a studio mandate, which is basically just a random thing the studio wants from us. We then have one hour to develop a feature film idea that fits the assigned criteria, with surprise roadblocks along the way. At the end of the episode, we'll focus group the idea with one of our talented filmmaker friends and ask them actual focus group questions. Did you know they really ask these in focus groups? They say, would you see this movie? And they say, would you recommend this movie to a friend? They don't just say it, they ask it. And they demand that the... (laughs) The focus group answers and responds honestly. And if you're like Courtney from last week, you'll say no. And we'll finally get a sigh of relief that we, we got to know. We'll finally have um, honesty in our relationships. If you're like everybody else, you'll say yes. Um, either way, we've developed an incredible or not so incredible feature film idea. And uh, that's about it. That's the show. So, uh, Seth. I'm, so, would, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming. Um, uh, I would love to talk format. about Last week, how fun it was having Academy Award winning writer director Josh Cooley. The most <laughs> Academy Award winning <laughs> guest we, we've ever and had. And we had him write with us Murder Most Foul, our chi- murder, <laughs> chi- murder chickens. What uh, is absolutely, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say it was our most well-received, famous episode. A little controversy. We are recording this immediately after recording that episode, <laughs> so we really have no education um, uh, to tell us. Harrison Ford's agents really came after us this past week it's been a they were so excited process. they want this made and the amazing announcement this week is that it's been greenlit we are making murder most foul with netflix starring harrison ford and Mar- starring margot robbie uh harrison ford gets the and harrison ford credit and uh steven spielberg actually with his new netflix deal actually came on as producer and director <laughs> steven spielberg <laughs> is going to direct it's an amblin it's an amblin picture he's trying to basically from what we gather you heard it here first he got it wrong with 19 41 and he just feels that this is his chance to do what he never got to accomplish with 1941 50 years later he said yeah. I'm going to redo. He said, I found the new Bobs. I found the new replacement for the Bobs. Seth Worley and Ryan Polly. Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, if I've ever seen one, too. 
I've ever seen two, and I've seen four now because I saw the original Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis and the Seth Worley and Ryan Pauly making that four. I'm Steven Spielberg, and I know math. We're the new Bobs, and this is Writer's Room Game Show. But uh, uh, we play the theme again. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, Seth, it's been so fun doing this podcast. We're yeah, this are eight eight episodes. I, I don't know if we've told people yet, but we will have ten episodes of this first season before taking the shortest break of all time. Before coming, back to <laughs> shortest break two. of all time. We have some very fun episodes in the works. We've had Ryan Connolly. Yeah. We've had Josh Cooley. We have some very very fun guests hopefully coming up. Very excited. Uh, we can't announce yet. It's we do great. have we have a few things we want to dive into before we get into our show. I would love to, to just mention we've got a notes hotline now guys and it's for specifically notes on the movies that we have been developing <laughs> not so much the format of the show but if you want if you have some ideas on you know last week we made this incredible movie murder most foul if you listen to that assignment and you're like they did terrible i i would have done it like this give us a call give it you know we want to hear it yeah 1-800-hey-wrgs and that nope, is nope that's not the number oh. 1-866- <laughs> Hey, WRGS. We don't know what 1-800-HEY-WRGS is. Oh, man. Okay, let's just find Call it, find out, and then call 1-866-HEY-WRGS and tell us what 1-800-HEY-WRGS was. Be incredible if it's actually a thing. But yes, please use that hotline. We we want to hear your ideas, and we're hoping to, yeah, play some of those on the show and, and talk about them just to involve uh, our listeners a little bit in on the process. But with that... Well, and also, if you're like calling with notes about our podcast format, just so you know, those actually belong on a different hotline for podcast notes which we will set up once we start asking for them <laughs> we got a weird number of notes about the podcast format sorry you guys aren't loving this but, but yeah. we are so, so screw you one i mean note, thank you for listening one note that i would love to hear is i haven't heard from seth's mom Worley in a while oh the only notes that matter uh um, yeah let's do a mom check-in mom check-in seth's mom Worley. seth's mom Worley. Seth's mom Worley. her birth name so she said uh uh, this uh, this is about our episode Dead Men Don't Wear Khaki. What was it? Blood soaked khaki. Blood soaked. <laughs> Dead Men Don't uh, Wear Khaki <laughs> is a much more James Bond title though. Yeah, I believe that was the Steve Martin who was Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, I think. One of my so she this is after she listened to Blood Soaked Khaki, our episode with Ryan Connolly, where we pitched to Cammy York. Uh, she said, just listen to this week's podcast with the Ryans. So cute. This is proof that you need to collaborate in writing because if on my own, I would have given up after about 20 minutes as a hopeless assignment that can't be done. But you got it to a place that I cared about. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> One of my favorite friendship shows, which I know about because of your daughters, is Just Add Magic. Those three girls work together to do magical things through a cookbook they inherit. But their real superpower is their friendship, the three of them working together. Often when cooking up a spell, it has an effect on them, but not the person they intended. And one of the best, see, here's the thing, she's not saying, but the real superpower is you and the Ryan's friendship, which I thought was where this text was going. Instead, it goes somewhere else. That's a big theme for, oh, one of the best episodes is when they cook up a spell that backfires on them, causing them to mistrust each other and turn on each other. None of them, none of them realize that what's happening at first but they're just caught up in what's in their heads so the really the truth is what she what she was implying with this note is that our friendship is magic all you have to do is just add it magic <laughs> and i agree so she me and you seth but you add ryan Connolly in there and that's just a uh, a friendship a cesspool of magic <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> oh man oh would you look at that they're the back stu- the studio always calling at the most convenient times what they're known for i'll take it hello hey studio how's it going man oh yes i'm sorry sir i'll, I'll be more formal okay 
All right, yeah, I'll, I'll have Seth read it to me. Um, just one question. Why don't you ever tell me over? Okay, never mind. All right, thanks. Bye. That was a weird call. Anyways, uh, Seth, I would love for you to read us uh, the assignment because they wouldn't tell me over the phone. Today we are doing a road movie. Okay. The tone needs to be pensive. pensive. So Google, Google <laughs> pensive. Pensive road. I was, I was going to go dumb and dumber with it. And then you said pensive. <laughs> God, you were literally going to go the opposite direction. Wait, sorry. Pensive. Engaged in, involving, or reflecting deep or serious thought. Well, the target audience is fans of Wes Anderson, so oh, like we that. can get there. That's something I'm very familiar with. It's Bottle Rocket is what we got. Yeah, that's kind of pensive, but it's... it's And it's a road movie, isn't it? Not really. I mean, they go to a hotel and then they just go right back to, to, to Dallas. Oh, you're right. They do. <laughs> I think it's because it's at a hotel, I see it yeah. as a road movie, but they really don't. Okay. What's our, so what's our mandate? Well, that's the fun part. They want it in half the time, so this might oh, be a shorter no. episode than others. So I guess that means a 30-minute timer. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do 30. Typically, we do 50, but I think 30 would... Let's do 30 so we can have that wild card ride in the, ride at the 15 minute mark. The Writer's Room game show has begun. This is awesome. I would love to start with Wes Anderson because he is one of my favorite directors. We've got here, at, he get, here at Week in Video, we, we used to have a, a Wes Anderson bathroom, but uh, since <laughs> we've we have moved it to a one of our storage rooms. Uh, but it just, The whole bathroom? It's just a wall, yeah, w- just walls of Wes Anderson art. Oh, I thought it was going to be just like pink tile with like, you I know, wish. a, a periwinkle <laughs> toilet. <laughs> we don't and, have that kind of budget here, but we do have a selection of great art and I, I would buy them at this, this gallery had this show every year called Bad Dads and it's a Wes Anderson uh, oh, themed wonderful. show. I know, I know of that, yeah, of that show. Yeah. But Wes Anderson, what I love about, I definitely think we need a bad dad in this because that's one of the iconic Wes Anderson, you know, it's yep. it's uh, Bill Murray and, and Rushmore. It's uh, obviously Royal Tenenbaum and uh, Royal Tenenbaums. And Life Aquatic. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. You got Mr. Fox. There's uh, Mo- Moonrise Kingdom. It's not a bad dad story, but it's a new dad story. Yeah. And it's a, you know, he's a, a absent, sort of absent father who's trying to, you know. So I th- definitely think playing up that the sort of bad father, but also, you know, Wes Anderson movies are also very comedic, but they also have a very serious tone, you know, underneath yeah. where it's sort of playing with that sort of depressing yet uh, light tone. Melancholy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. this like melancholy tone. Bad Dad is a great place to start. And my brain immediately goes to what's the vocation that we're focusing in on? Because I feel like totally host life aquatic has starting with life aquatic and then on it really became each movie is it feels like it's about a different person and a different like the characters tend to focus around specific vocations or totally places of work and so a road movie leads me to believe it could be like an and it can't just be like an irs auditor it needs to be like and it can't just be like a salesman it needs to be like a very highly specific kind of salesman or government person or and it has to be fantastical and some we don't it doesn't need to be super fantastical but i think it needs to be something that that is very specific. Well, if they're, you know, his brother did all those drawings for, does he still do those for a long time that were like these maps essentially of the worlds of his? I don't know. I know I know he used to. I know now he's just, Wes is obsessed with animatics. Like they just do, oh, yeah. they literally shoot the animatic in it. The last, you know, two films where it's just like exactly what he planned in pre-production. God, like that sounds, that actually sounds like a dream at this point in my career right now, just to be able to awesome. comfortably make the movie in a comfortable setting. Bob Yeoman was talking on the, the Deacon's podcast 
podcast about, he's like, it's actually kind of amazing because we watch these amazing animatics and we just stick to it exactly. And it helps us like, we feel accomplished by sticking to the director vision oh, that we man. get to see. And like, and everybody, everybody sees it. He has an iPad and they're, they're all passing it around, like watching the, yeah. the scenes. But yeah, I don't know. I think I like your idea of, because for some reason I went to truck driver first, which that's I don't, fun. but I, I don't know if that's Wes Anderson. I'm imagining a lone person in a, like in a, in a suit, in a car, yes. driving around, having to talk to people who don't want to talk to him. Because then that allows us to meet a whole cast of characters that have bit parts in specific locations as well. And I think something that is other than just only casting white people, which is like, okay, we need to, we need to change this a little bit. But his characters typically are a little bit more better off. There are exceptions, of course. You know, we have Bottle Rocket, which is obviously people that are poor that are trying to get money. And then you have Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is these high stories that they're like trying to achieve more but most of the time it's like well-off people that are sort of learning a lesson of how to be a better person so i think something like a someone who works for the irs or some sort of traveling salesman person that is like wearing a nice suit and like for some reason i see that much more as a wes anderson kind of thing than like immediately when i heard road movie it's like oh yeah like a dumb and dumber or like a truck driver or something that's you know yeah no you want it to be like an up in the air kind of a story of someone who is on the road doing wearing a suit doing a specific job but again i I do feel like it needs to be someone who has a job to do that requires them to talk. And you tell me this is tell me if this is a bad idea. I just in my head I have a, oh, yeah. a character who has to who has to drive around and talk to people who don't want to talk to them. Like and whether that be a census bureau agent or something or like a I've always That's, wanted to who? a movie about the census and call it Taking Names. Um, <laughs> That's pretty great, man. That's pretty That's great. That's not a Wes Anderson title though. The Northwestern like uh, <laughs> named, census bureau the agent number name three. Taker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. The Northwestern name taker. I do like that. And it's kind of fun. It could be someone who obviously their whole job is seeing a huge group of people and like gathering this data from them or whatever. Oh, what's the worst kind of data they could gather? But I was going to say like, there's also like the person who, what's the kind of person who like serves people? They like, uh, yeah. Who I, serves I, people? <laughs> yeah. Don't, I don't want to, I do like the, the, the census person for some reason. I, I think that could be a fun, I just don't know. I don't know a ton about that profession. Profession. Process servers deliver or serve legal papers to people who are required to appear in civil court. Process servers. That's a fun idea. Because that's sort of, it's pensive. Like, I mean, pensive can just be them driving, you know, they're obviously, it's a road movie. They're driving around the country or whatever, and they're alone with their thoughts. Maybe they meet someone and it becomes sort of a buddy, you know, unlikely duo kind of thing. I'm trying to think of how to make this Wes Anderson-y. Obviously, he's, well, he's got a family claims- at home. Sorry. Continue, continue. Oh, no, no, no. No, the family at home. That's, let's, I like that. Let's come back to that. I was just going to say someone who, what if someone refuses to be served and so they're just following this person around? Like, <laughs> yes, like they won't take that they know what's happening. Like, this person keeps on trying to dress up in disguises to give him paperwork or something of some, of some sort. <laughs> that's a really great is, running game. Isn't the, because that's very Wes Anderson too, like the fancy uh, disguises. But isn't the thing, like, once you take it, like you've been served, but if you don't take it, like you don't have to, like, you never yeah. received it. So, because I'm thinking, of like oceans no it was uh i watched iron man 2 like an idiot the other day uh but oh uh, it is an iron man 2 but uh, kate mara like hands him like is acting all you know like hidden on him and stuff then he takes the paper and she's like see in dc he doesn't like being handed uh, things yeah. yeah i don't know i thought oceans i just watched all the oceans movies again the other day which is i you feel know, like it happened in an ocean um, but it, it had to be but anyways so if <laughs> he knows but this person is like i know what you're trying to do and they never take it so it's like this i don't know how that's pensive but we i feel like we could fit it into the pensive kind of thing with well if that's the dr- 
and even though that's not the driving story, the idea of a character who is consistently trying to like sneak this the stuff back to the guy. Like, there's also also you know there's the argument of like I was wearing gloves. Are you sure that this is like the most like Wes Anderson <laughs> yes. kind of joke of like does it really still count if I was Cameron's, wearing gloves? Cameron's wet panning yeah. back and forth during the conversation. The other idea was if they're is you reverse it where they're trying to find someone specific. They've delivered all of the the things they have to serve, but uh, except one person. And so it's like a mystery almost. They're trying to chase down and find this person, right? Yeah, 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 totally. If there's like one left or whatever. Yeah, there's one left. And so we're just trying to find that one. And he meets all these people in this one person's life and gets to know them really well. Like what if it's this guy, he meets the guy's like daughter or ex-wife or something, maybe falls in love maybe like basically takes this guy's life (laughs) waiting around for him to come home so we can serve him dude that's good that's good and meanwhile he's got a family at home and maybe he's bored with his his current life or something and real just unlikable kind of (laughs) of dad who's like living he's living this new life and really starting to enjoy it not knowing that you know and enjoy his new kids like he's getting along (laughs) with them great and he's like why can't this is really dark but it's very Wes Anderson which is like why why can't I have this much fun with my own kids like why aren't I this good of a dad at my own home and he's just having these pensive thoughts we we see him throughout the story constantly (laughs) Constantly. pensing all over his thoughts with Uh, his thoughts no I I actually really like this especially if we could we can kind of start in the first act we kind of we see his normal life which is serving people we can have lots of fun sort of Wes Anderson-y interactions between him and these people he's serving of course you know we're all we're this is directing things but we're we're like locked off on sticks and dolly and stuff the whole time and then there's there's one that one serving that goes wrong suddenly we're in a handheld 16 millimeter as someone's like chasing him with with their running out of their house with a sandal or something chasing him there's like that first act we kind of see his life maybe we establish some of the family stuff if we want to see that family maybe that's something that we can kind of as the story goes on kind of establish that he has a family i don't know but then we of course our, our break into act two can be a meeting or he's down to that one what do you even call these like the the court summons or whatever like i don't i don't know what you call these uh, i was looking up just like if there's a f- like federal service process is it a or subpoena or like a court summons any, or any of those things uh criminal subpoena criminal summons yeah isn't it a summons is the n- notice of a uh, lawsuit so if, if you're if someone's suing you or, or like it's the notice criminal of summons a, yeah yeah he's down to the last one and maybe i don't know if there's something interesting when he he arrives and the guy's not there if there's any like fun that we can <laughs> have of him sort of like staking out outside the house and like you know obviously we're, we're getting a lapse of time he's i don't know if they like this sounds more like a, a detective now but he's like spying on them with with binoculars in a very Wes Anderson like fashion seeing the yeah, family yeah he's like watching oh my gosh he's spying on them and then a kid walks up and is like what are you doing he's like spying on your mother and he's like do you want do you want something to drink do you want some tea and he's like it's yes, like, please. Can, can I join takes you? It and, can I join you? <laughs> can I join you? Yeah. What's she doing now? And he starts writing like he's like taking the notes yes. for him, <laughs> like a little kid. Oh man, that's so that's so. Wes and Anderson. then the kid becomes his like assistant essentially for yes. like the rest of like the kid becomes like super into criminal process and is like like boning up on it throughout the entire movie and yes. it ends up becoming like a very useful. <laughs> that's freaking funny. 
I love that. And that's, you know, it's, of course, it's like, did you see Jojo Rabbit? Oh, yeah. It's like the, finally the, a movie I've seen. Alfie, the kid with the glasses. Oh, yeah. It's like that kind of kid. He's like sort of dressed in a quirky kind of, you know, whatever. Really smart. And then I'm thinking basically it's like a, if, you know, while you're waiting around for him to come back for, you know, the guy to, the, basically they're all like, while you're waiting around for him to come back, you can, you can stay here if you want. But I feel like he would need to make up like a, a story of why he's, maybe he's like an old friend or something. Like he has to lie so that they don't know that they're he's summoning the dad and husband to court for being sued oh, he for would, this whatever he? Yeah. yeah and then i think they would just know right or maybe they don't know and it's like the, the secret the mom specific unless she really doesn't like the husband and he's he left or something i feel like they shouldn't know that he, either they know that he's waiting for him to come back and he poses as like an old friend or like a, a like something like okay. that who's in town i'm all for it or or the mom knows that he's being sued and she doesn't like him and she's like she knows and she takes him in anyways because she wants to get back at him or something but i feel like that kind of affects the family as well like i feel like the family should should want the dad to come back yeah i I think so too so if they're like you can stay here with us if you like and since you're an old friend of his and he's like great and the kid's like high school why are you spying on her (laughs) because old friends spy on each other's wives it's a thing we did in college it's just it's it's car we're just playing car a guy i play car pranks with is essentially is the joke (laughs) and Oh, it's so freaking funny. Who's that was a one of my favorite jokes car prank. show. Just some guy I play car pranks with. This is our impressions uh, of Danny I'm, McBride. I'm so ready. Welcome for to it. the Danny I'm, McBride impression I'm podcast. I'm so ready for season two of that show, man. But yes, I think that should. Oh no. Oh, I forgot. We're half, the halftime, so um, studio is faxing us a wild card already. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Um, so we'll just wait for this to print. Okay, I can start to see it, Seth. Oh, I, I think I know what it says. Oh, there it is. Did you get so it? Do you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you That's... believe that they have told us this? Oh, no. I know you can see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now. I'm just taking it in. Oh, man. I can't believe that they want us to feature a fight with a giant fight spider with a giant in the third act. In the third act, yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's whew, in our Wes Anderson pensive movie. This is one of I'm those classic Hollywood notes, huh? Those classic Kevin Smith studio, <laughs> yes. studio notes. We should give credit to the fact that this is stolen directly from Kevin Smith's amazing story of writing. What was that? Was it Superman? Superman, <laughs> Superman lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. Superman yeah. lives or Superman something? Way back in the day, he was hired to write that, and apparently, it was a great script. This is back when Superman was alive and Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Smith was writing and the he film. Li- and he lived. And he lived. <laughs> we know that he lived. It was a spoilery title. And the note, the producer of the film was demanding that there be a giant spider in the third act. And sure enough, later, that same producer finally got his wish with Wild Wild West. Yep. And we saw that. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah, you're so right. But uh, okay, that's let's let's table that for a second as we just sort of develop our story. Now that we have 14 minutes uh, to finish I out this I have an idea. idea on how to do it, though. Okay. Do you want to talk about it right now? Is it's that... up to you. I didn't know if you had other stuff you wanted to talk about. No, first. no, no. I, I like where we're going with this. So just bring. Let's let's talk about the spider. Okay. The kid or some the either the dad. I was imagining the dad, like the dad that he's waiting around for, the guy he's waiting around for, works in a mine or something, and like they're. <laughs> and... Works in, when does this take place? Now. <laughs> he's still. I don't know. And. They, I, I'm imagining maybe this, uh, this suburban neighborhood and like this this classic American <laughs> family, classic American family, and they're like, "Dad's off at the mine working <laughs> at the mine." <laughs> well, so it's Wes Anderson, so it, it's yeah, like it, time agnostic. It yeah, doesn't no, know I, when it I takes think, place. I think you're right. I think uh, it's freaking funny to me too. So if well, I, so 
That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Suburban and, mine worker. And it's funny that uh, this mine worker and our protagonist guy were college friends. And yes. one one went off to uh, serve summons <laughs> and the other one went off to work in a mine. Well, we don't and, know that's what he does. We don't know okay, that's what he does. But true. they both went to... The, that's actually funny. It was like, we went to college together. It was like, yeah, the mine... The like, mine, yes, mine the school of mine college. Yeah. <laughs> mine university. They had no idea that, that their dad went to, went no, to college. No, well, he doesn't no, like to tell. He, says, he went to my college. Wait, do you mean mine college or my college? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, I, this is one I feel like we're going to go make now. The What I was going to get with the spider is that you just have the kid be really into insects or one of the kids be really into insects. There's a couple ways you go about it. One, you cheat and you have like them, they have a tarantula and it gets out. Right. And that's like part of this whole like third act thing that yeah, yeah. bonds them together, causes the truth to come out somehow, the yeah. search for the spider. Yeah. Or that one of the kids believes in this myth of this giant spider that lives in the mines and they believe that that's what got their dad. We know dad is on the run because dad is actually in trouble with the law. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that's why he's on the run, of course, because he knows that this is coming. But the family believes either because he does work in a mine or because this guy does a terrible job lying to the family they believe that the dad is trapped in a mine and in a mine that the kid believes a giant spider Spider. lives in yeah 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 because that's like the mythology of this town or of this like cave or this mine and then we actually reveal the spider right at the end like i think that's i think we have to and i think what's i feel like this could be a period piece in like the 70s or 80s because this is something i feel like it makes more sense in that for some reason to me yeah. because we could set the the look of the you know oh costume yeah and and the, G-Man, the whole g-man like, look from uh, like the 60s or 50s yeah, maybe, is yeah, like even, a, even maybe yeah 60s or something so because, driving around in a buick or a, whatever yes, the you and, know the men in black car like, would be the him being in a mine i think that makes sense and yeah a spider actually being in the mine him actually being trapped in this mine at the end oh yeah he's not on the run for the he doesn't no, know that he's being he's, served. He's like, but we we make the audience think as if he he's on the run. That's why he's not there. But he's literally in there, and it's um oh dude. And w- what's the adjective that starts with an S? Um, like a su- super uh, these you're googling aren't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, starts with S. We need like a positive. The sensational spider summons something like something like that for our for our Wes Anderson title. Oh uh, okay. I was gonna I pitch like the twenty fourth circuit process server, like something with a number and like a government that's, like a like I guess title that's good i'm like thinking like summons or subpoena spider they have the same alliteration summons is a good word um, summons is a wes anderson word yeah we can come back then spider okay sorry we have nine minutes that's why i'm like we should focus on the story oh god uh, it's going so fast i don't think um, the spider should be in the title name i think yeah, it's funnier I, I if, think it's, right. a, if yeah. it's you know a plot element that people hear about and are like what and i think if it's established like sort of once he's with the family or something maybe there's stories or something like the town that's like there's you know the kid they're they're out like he's hanging out with the kid one day like at the park or something he's like you don't want to go down there that's where the, the uh, spider cave is or whatever he's like that's that's weird um that's what got my dad <laughs> He's like, okay, kid. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> you play it off the whole time. And then when the spider, you know, however, in the third act, we want to introduce that they actually go down there. Or, I mean, it's in the mine though, right? It's not in like, a cave. Like it's oh, like, right, a, right. <laughs> I, I forgot so, he was a miner. For yeah, I know. So, but it'd be like, 
uh, he hasn't come back. Like basically, you can you can wait here till he gets back, and and then 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 the family's like the mom's like, do you want to eat dinner? Like join us at dinner. He'll be home soon. And then as it gets later, I don't know where he is. You're welcome to spend the night on the couch or whatever. He wakes up the yeah. next morning, and the woman's freaking out because the guy that guy never came home, and we think he's on the run from the law. He doesn't want to break it to this sweet family, so he's like, why don't I go to work and we'll see if we can we can find him. And he gets there to the mine, <laughs> and like mine. the kid is like you know, the so-and-so got him. Like, the what? And the, and the mom is like, don't throw that nonsense around here. Yada, yada. And the kid is like, no, the blow. Like, we need like, he, it needs, God, it's like, I want to give it like a Spanish name or something. Like, it needs like a name. This like, What's this like, arachnid. Uh, let me look up like a spider crypto zoology. Yeah, it's spider, yeah. spider cryptid. There's a Jabba Fofi is a Congolese giant spider. I don't like the name of that. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the Jabba Fofi. I kind of um, like it. <laughs> I think we're, we have to be mispronounced. There's also it. apparently a Velociraptor spider that was discovered in an Oregon cave. Velosa spider. But that just sounds like a parody. Let's yes, just it go, does. Let's just go with Jabba Fofi, which I will copy and paste into Please our- Please forgive us if we have just appropriated <laughs> a spider or something. Um, we feel like Wes Anderson could get away with it. <laughs> Somehow. While casting- all of his. Are you are you in our episode nine notes right now? No, I'm not. Okay. But God, just, this is probably the best notes we've done. So far. How much time we got? Currently have seven minutes left. Se- so what happened? So he half. like we clearly we play it off like it's a thing. The kid is like he got taken. But the, well, the real fear is like we think the real fear is like how do we break it to the, this family that this guy probably isn't coming back that he's on the run from yeah, the law and, and we, how do I secretly try and find out where he is like and we at the same time we can't forget sort of our our theme of you know our protagonist and the pensive nature of of the story that. He's also he has a family that is also oh, yes. he's he's leaving where it's like maybe we play up the mirroring of there's a, a good father that is unable to get back to his family and then a bad he's father a that <laughs> I guess he's a criminal <laughs> but he loves his family that maybe. is a that is um, an exchange by the way like that's it'd be real funny if oh no it's, it's a criminal that loves his family and then a guy who's serving the criminals that doesn't love his family that's that's that is a crappy his, yeah, yeah. And, so it's like the mirroring of that of that and like we paint this guy that's actually trapped in a cave he's actually a great guy and then he has to serve him and it turns out he murdered someone or like it turns out <laughs> the whole time <laughs> Oh, he's actually or he embezzled millions from his mine company I feel, I feel like it should be something like that that doesn't make him like I mean that makes him a bad person but it doesn't it's not like a story breaking like oh you're actually a murderer like your family's in danger it was more like no no it's played it's, as a joke like a, a button on a scene yeah, pretty much yeah. I think it should be yeah he's embezzling millions from the mine company from the the, yeah. the, the town's mine company but yeah I like that I think we can get there with, with I'm thinking of the dark Darjeeling Limited, how it's like a fun story, but it's that's probably one of his most serious sort of films. Yeah. That can get away with sort of this fun, quirky story. But we have these moments of realness where you would you would think of like the boys like talking to each other like around the fire or like going to the the camp with their mom and having these tough discussions about family and stuff. And we can sort of sprinkle that in throughout our sort of fun, quirky story about this. Yeah. What is the job of like what do you call them? The people that serve process uh, server. Process, I think it's or, okay. Service so you, processor, process. Yeah. So you, oh, uh, processor, a federal process server. So you have this federal process server, the FPS. That is, yeah. 
he gets in with his family. Maybe the second act is sort of we're seeing what we think is him having sort of discovering what it's like to have this great family, this alternate family. Do we find out maybe at the midpoint someone finds out about his other family or what? what's our like big midpoint twist that we want to, uh, now that we have three minutes left <laughs> to develop our story? Because I feel like we Good need- question. I feel like we need something about either this new wife of the, the person who's being served, finding out about him or- A lot of time has to pass, I think. And he actually just... He, he falls in with the family over a few months. Yeah, yeah. falls like a long enough time that this guy is living in this cave, like... The thriving. dad is actually not, he's, thriving. Is that what you said? Uh, I think it would be hilarious. Well, he's he can't get out, so he's like, I might as well make the most of this. So he like somehow I don't know a, what he eats. In a Wes or Anderson, feeds off of Wes Anderson. I don't know rats or something. He has uh, if we oh. if we but in a Wes Anderson way, we just kind of like when we discover him, it's like he has this like Grand Budapest Hotel esque like crappy cave. He's yeah. made a table and he has a bed and all this stuff, and it's like this very stylized. Like and he drew <laughs> he drew pictures of his a picture of his family like yes. on the wall, and yes. it's really. And he's like, what did you use to draw? And he's like, rat's blood. Like everything is made with rat's blood. <laughs> and it's like, they're just like, terrible. it's like, oh, his bed, it's like rat fur. Oh, everything <laughs> is rat. Absolutely and, everything is and rat. And just like, it pans over and there's just like a spit with tons of rats on it, like over the fire, like rotating. <laughs> And just rat skeletons everywhere, yes. like like comical rat skeletons. Dude, there's forks and knives made out of rats' bones. <laughs> oh my God. And he, we just glaze over, like we graze over it, just like he's like glaze over it, graze over it, front to start. Uh, I don't know which front one of the to start. But yeah, and then he makes it out. He's like, oh, it's it's nice to be out. And he's like, uh, better take a few of these for the road. <laughs> he grabs a few rats. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love it. Picture this, you're a director. You've got a shoot coming up, and one night, you're rereading the script, and suddenly, they hit you. Shot ideas. Close-ups, medium close-ups, dare I say extreme close-ups. But what are you gonna do? The shoot isn't for several days. How will you remember them for that long? Then, you remember something you bought after hearing an ad for it on a podcast that you absolutely love and share with every one of your friends. And you think, that thing that I bought from listening to that podcast just might be what I need. So you throw open a drawer and there it is, the storyboard workbook from Plot Devices. You turn to the first blank board in the board section and you sketch those shot ideas real fast so you remember them. And you're terrible at drawing, but you know that doesn't matter because you're not Ridley Scott and everyone in your life knows it. But one thing you are good at is being practical. That's why you flip to the setups section and start sketching a possible lighting floor plan for the day of the shoot. Using the provided gear list section, you jot down a list of lights you know you'll want to request to be put on the truck. And now, not only are you ready to communicate your vision, you're also ready to execute it. So when the day of the shoot finally arrives, you can arrive to find the location is on fire, but you have to shoot anyway, so you just wing it with the confidence of knowing you did the best you could. And if it sucks, it definitely won't be for lack of trying. Learn more about the storyboard workbook at plotdevices.co and get 20% off your first order with code GAMESHOW at checkout. But yes, I feel like we have a general idea. I have no idea how we get to the actual, with a minute and a half left now, to the cave. I feel like maybe the, they have to find out something like, oh, he's still alive. Or maybe... Yeah, they get word. They, they find something in the cave, some clue. Somebody, maybe, one of maybe the guy, guy convinces the family that... Uh, we're just going with Guy, of course. He yeah. convinces the family that he ran out on them. He's a bad dad. Oh, it ha- they maybe. have to find that he's in the cave when he actually tells the truth. He That's finally right. tells the family the I truth. I came to serve him. He went on the run because he's... A criminal he's a bad guy but i'm a good guy and, and that's I when can... there's that the phone rings the kid picks it up and goes they found him <laughs> like <laughs> 
and cut to the cave, like the mines, and like, oh, oh my so gosh, good. that would be I, so I love good. this, dude. This movie is so dumb, and I love it. And I love it if they all, like, they come into the cave, and they're like, we found you. He hugs, like, the kids. He hugs the wife. Then he hugs the guy, and the guy, he's like, who are you? And guy, then it's like, guy remembers suddenly, like, I don't it's, actually know this person. Like, yeah, it's like he, while you were sleeping, but yes. completely weird. Yes, that's the cops to this, this movie. <laughs> Every Wes Anderson it's, movie it's and like, while you were sleeping. Uh, so we have a little bit of uh, Wild Wild West as well as while you were sleeping. <laughs> in addition to the Wes Anderson filmography. But yeah, he's hugged him. He's like, who are you? He's like, oh, I wrote you this letter. Gotcha. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, that's it. Like, he, he, he has to serve them. Oh, that's it. He's I ser- think the Wes Anderson delivery is more of like, a, he serves I, I really hate to tell you this, but uh, you've, like it's like you've been served. Like yeah. It's got to be a very understated. Yeah. You suckers just got served, as they would <laughs> as they would say, and you've got served to hit 2000 dance And the comedy. kid's like, and, the, and um, well, what if he had been practicing with the kid? The kid's like, how are you going to say it when you give it to him? Like, how are you? Gonna, and like, so then he tries it. This kid has no like, The guy's like, what? And he's like, sorry, I, I told you I should have gone with the different... This just and then he has to, you know, the ending is they're a happy family now, and he go he has to go back to his old family. It's just kind of depressing. We don't ever meet him. He just goes back on the road and goes home. That's we don't true. know what he plans. That's true. But they, he'll he'll have had that discussions is... with the other with the wife about like like I don't know why it's so easy to be a father to you guys and not to my own family. Yada yeah, yada. Yeah. What does that mean if you're staying around? Is that good for the family or not? We don't know what he does. When he drives <laughs> How off. sad is it? They're like we've got our dad back, and they're like I mean I guess you could stay with us if you want. <laughs> The dad's like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) The kid's like, you want to see? He's like, no, get a, get the out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) The kid's like, can he stay? He's like, absolutely not. Like, can he stay? And the mom's, (laughs) and it feels like they're they're all gonna nod. And dad's like, get out of my house. It's the same it's as the so Zack Snyder ending. Get the hell out of my That's house. That's like our favorite thing is get out of my house. It's my favorite line. Time to pitch your movie. Was, we went we went two minutes over, but I think it was worth oh, it. Man. It was worth it. That was fun. This is I like how this is like a personal exercise for the two of us, like for our own well being. We, we did it like twenty five minutes less than than normal, and I feel like this is just as good as as some of our other ones. Me too. Let's pitch it, man. I'm excited. He is a veteran After Effects artist from DreamWorks Animation and creator of the viral YouTube series Action Movie Kid, partnering with Toys R Us, Disney, and Lucasfilm. He is now a senior content creator at Maxon, and he is the co-host of the massive, massively popular hit show VFX and Chill, which he co-hosts with a very handsome younger gentleman. Please welcome our good friend, Daniel Hashi Hashimoto. Yay! Hey, how are you all doing? Great, how are you, Hashi? Doing very well. I imagine you're all stressed from the uh, from the writer's room. Yeah, we, we had an interesting episode this time. We actually already informed you we had half the time than we usually did on our other episodes. But I think we came up with something that we're actually pretty excited about and that we, that we really like. That's a lovely mandate. I like that. I'm worried that our audience is going to like that mandate a lot, too. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried they're all going to request that mandate weekly. They're like 60, 
60 minutes or less, how about 30 minutes or less? I like it because, I mean, having listened to the show before, I, I'm aware that the 30-minute mark is usually when one or the other of you decides that you should start getting serious about uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you're about to do, and everything has... You've dumped the box of crayons out on the table, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty grim first... It can be a grim first 30 minutes. <laughs> it's usually when we're waiting around for the wild card mandate to come in to actually give us some story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, this one this one is exciting. Um, I'm just going to jump into it, Hashi. And as usual, right. feel free to chime in whenever you want. Give comments, concerns, questions, etc. But the the movie that we want to pitch you today. I'm going to stop um, you there, Ryan. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen the movie U.S. Marshals? Uh, that is a that's a soft sequel to uh, The Fugitive, right? <laughs> yes, yes, very soft. Starring- yes. So no, wait, wait, no nothing nothing soft about U.S. Marshals, actually, but continue. Does Harrison Ford jump off of a train crash? That's in the first I wish. one. So, so, I wish yeah, they did that so again in the second. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we have Tommy Lee Jones um, as U.S. Marshal. Of course, they're big action beats. They're solving crimes. They're trying to find these fugitive thrilling. To clarify, we don't have those things. U.S. Marshals <laughs> had those things. Hey, I'm, I'm okay. pitching here. I'm oh, pitching I was getting here, excited. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> the world of U.S. Marshals is more than just Tommy Lee Jones solving these crimes, finding these detectives. There's also the world of federal process servers. And that's the world that we're going to be living in in our movie, which we're going to be calling the Pine Bluff Summons. I think that's what we called it, right? Stuff. It is now. And I like it a lot. <laughs> the Pine Bluff Summons. And um, in our movie, we have a character named Guy, who is a <laughs> federal process server. And our setting is... I think 50s, 60s, he's driving around this Oldsmobile, driving cross country, going person to person, serving them a summons for, you know, their criminals, whether they've evaded their taxes or what have you. He's serving them left and right, giving them their papers. And of course, as you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen in movies, hopefully you haven't been served yourself. These people are typically unaware of what's happening. They take a form or they sign a paper and suddenly you've been served. We'll see you in court. And so these people that he's meeting throughout the this film are not super happy to see him. And this guy, Guy, also has a family at home. Not a great relationship with this family. He's sort of one of those guys who he likes being on the road because he can be away from his wife and kids. He's sort of bored of his life. He's not a super serving other people is what it sounds like to me. Exactly. Yes, Yes. serving other people. And uh, he's not a super likable character. And and what we see throughout our film is he's always on the road, sort of living with his thoughts. He's always very pensive. But we're getting a lot of fun. Fun. Okay. Uh, you, <laughs> we're seeing a lot of fun, unique characters um, on his journeys. But I'm going to pass it off to Seth to actually get into the plot of our film. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not he, just a montage. Of, uh... <laughs> well, so as Ryan said, like it opens with this really, really funny montage that is essentially like the, an extremely boring event of just a man serving process papers to people in their generic lives on the road to probably to like a either a very pensive like Bell and Sebastian song or like or something along those lines or it's completely the opposite and it's like just some stone song that is moving and is is, is jiving is rocking as the kids say all these ad all these verbs in terms of music so so yeah so totally i'm detecting a lot of weight behind this as opposed to like playing some smash mouth and him dressing up as a mailbox <laughs> to fool people springing out from behind a cactus we, d- we do have some we do have some dress up scenes there's there's one person there in are particular. some disguises for sure there's okay the, the, the i just i needed to, to know if there were disguises now 
or not because yeah know. so you're right i'm sorry we forget to, we forgot to tell you up front how many disguises are in this story oh lead with I, that from what i understand there are at least one possibly two disguises in the film so guy our main character protagonist he has one last summons he has to serve and he arrives at the suburban home before he knocks on the door he just ha- he likes to get a, a good picture of like where these people are in their lives when a good point would be to convene and he so he's watching with binoculars spying on the man's wife who's like hanging laundry or something in the backyard and suddenly a child is like right next to him and the child is is this is the son young son of the person who he's come to serve the summons to because like what are you doing he's like i'm uh he's like are you spying on my mom he's like uh, he's like, can I join you? And so then the kid just hangs out like, oh, do you, you want some tea? And the kid like gets him some lemonade or some tea, takes it by the, but like we cut to like, he's like the kid's taking notes, like helping him like the notebook, <laughs> et cetera. The dad never comes home that night. So eventually the, the kid's like, do you want to come in for dinner? And he's like, all right. So comes in, has dinner at the house. And he says that he is a, he's like, how do you know my husband? Well, he's a, he, we went to college together. Oh, you went to Polly. What was the joke? It was, he went to my, my university. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we uh, we went to my university together. They're like, my university or mine university? They're like, oh, yeah, I guess I forgot to mention, dad works down in the mine. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, we went to college together. Yes, we into the mine. So I'm not getting the point. The point is that this guy shows up to serve this summons to this man. And in waiting for this man to come home, ends up getting to know, has dinner at the house, at, at, this, at this man's house with his family. He's delightful, his wife and son. And he doesn't come home that night. And this stretches out for about six to seven months. And in this time, this process server becomes ingrained in this man's family and essentially becomes like a surrogate father to the young boy. And they all don't know that he is a process server. They believe he's just an old friend of from uh, from of, mine university from from mine. mine university and they believe that he's trapped in the mine the young boy <laughs> believes he's trapped in a mine with a <laughs> mythical spider known as a jibal fofi what was that what it was i don't remember how to pronounce it. which is a an actual like cryptozoological like creature from uh i'm forgetting its origins yeah, I, forget, I forget its origins too it's a congolese it, 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 known as the congolese <laughs> giant spiders but these okay. are supposedly like massive spy uh, spider that lives in deep within the mi- the town local town mine he knows this perfect. Is so it's like town town lore is that they might exist uh, yeah totally. town lore okay. and so he this is placed sort of 50s 60s too so it's sort of that um you know there's a lot more of that lore and and interesting things because the internet doesn't exist yes <laughs> well and i should point out it, it it seems like it's 50s 60s but there are elements of like modern day. like it, it's one of those where it's kind of it's very hyper stylized the production design is very lady in the water universe <laughs> <laughs> not, not, lady the, not, la- not lady in the water dang what the hell is it called shape of water is where yes. i was going with that lady in the water and shape of water i love they're slightly different movies i love, but, love slightly them different. equally but keep in mind in this sort of six month uh, you know over these six months there's lots of fun comedic moment, moments but there's also lots of sort of more serious moments keeping in mind that not only is this process server falling into this family that he really loves and he's starting to really enjoy so his collecting his family he's 
he's neglecting his family and it's sort of mirroring you know him leaving his family to come serve this criminal and falling in love with this family and then the criminal is now gone and he's possibly a good father and not able to be with his family so we're except sort of that the thing is that he those. knows the process server knows that he's on the run from the law his family thinks he's you know in this like, in the mind yeah, he can't break this kid's heart and is now exactly so then one day so as he's you know he has these conversations with the wife where he's like he admits he's like i do have my you know i have a family at home he admits like why is it so easy for me to be a father to be a family man with your family than it is to be one with my own family like which is rather sad and also rather like poignant and then one day he's like i can't keep lying to these people he's just been done like because he can't lie to these people and mainly because the son starts to figure things out because he's Mm -hmm. smart and by now the son is helping him in his criminal work and paperwork primarily that's all he has the kids filling out the paperwork (laughs) for him now his job to be clear is effectively to physically hand over a package to this man should he show up yes Yes. we should mention that in, in our movie universe him staying with this family for six months and not serving other people doesn't matter Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I didn't want to pull the suspension of. Uh, <laughs> we should say anything you're thinking about doesn't matter, and Perfect. only, only what works matters. So he Here, finally I'll, decides. I'll I ha- yeah, he finally decides. He has to tell him. So he finally decides he has to tell him, and so it's this big moment where we're rising to this this moment where he sits the family down and he tells them the the whole truth. I'm a process server. Your husband is a bad guy. He's been funneling money from the the town mine company for years and he's like into the town mafia from the town (laughs) mine company straight into the mafia we're doing mafia now okay yeah Uh, these are not minor crimes they're they're minor crimes (laughs) minor crimes but they're not 100 (laughs) that is the best yes you got the job hashi you're writing a new new title yeah anyway so he's like your dad he's a bad guy your husband he's a bad guy but like i'm here i'm here for you like i want to you know i want to be with you guys at which point the phone goes off the sun picks it up and he says they found him he's in the mine (laughs) we are now at the mine there's you know ambulances there there's people sort of digging up the mine they find the dad and he is in the mine and we expect to see him sort of emaciated he's been in this cave for six months but when they arrive he's he's eating a rat in there he's thriving yeah he's like oh (laughs) disgusting what what have you been surviving on he's like oh we've got rats down here and they're like like oh that's a that's a beautiful penny on the wall is that a a portrait of your family he's like yeah it's a beautiful portrait Portrait, beautiful like portrait he's painted of his family yeah it's uh it's rap blood like oh okay <laughs> then they they start to look around and they see this table this is this a great table that, yeah uh rat bones oh wow <laughs> so, so what's this bed made of this bed this is really fine bedspread yeah it's a rat fur Look at all this flatware you've built and server and and silverware. Oh, you know that that's rat bones as well. So he's been thriving on these these rats uh, in this cave. So he would get along well with Demolition Man's Dennis Leary, is what (laughs) you're. He's he's actually yes, all the right comps, all all the same comps we've said, (laughs) one hundred percent. The comps were actually uh, Wild Wild West while you were sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but uh, and uh, anyways, the, their family are reunited with the dad. Guy, meanwhile, is just sort of taken back. He's like, "What is happening right now?" And he just has taken from this greatest moment where he's confessed this thing to now discovering that he's here, and he sort of remembers, "Oh, like I actually have to serve this guy." Like that's why. Well, can I, I interject? Can I interject? Because yeah, of course. there's something that happens that I think we've both forgotten about because I'm making it up right now, which is that the giant spider. The giant spider suddenly shows up right when he's about to serve him the process papers and so 
Fofi. Together, they all fight off the spider. But of course, our guy offers, tries to sacrifice himself, doesn't have to. They fight off this giant spider, turns to the dad and says, you've been served <laughs> and hands him the papers. And then, Polly, what happens next? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. At which point, you know, he accepts it. He's like, you're right. I, you know, I have been funneling thousands, millions of dollars into <laughs> 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 from the mine to the mafia. <laughs> but um, at which point, the, the family's all there. The, the mom and son forgive the process server that like, you've been good to us you know filling in the void where the dad was gone and at which point the son says hey but uh you know if you want you can stay with us and it, and it feels like this moment where it's about to be like this nice like, like the they, family she looks to the mom him. and the mom is like mom thinks and, and starts to nod and turns to the dad and you feel like they're all going to uh let him stay right at which point the dad says, absolutely not. Get the hell out of my house. <laughs> so he gets on the road and drives off to home to where we don't know. But that was the story of the Pine Bluff Summons with many things omitted that we forgot. Pine <laughs> I, Bluff Summons. Yes. Minor crimes. That's that's the tagline. Minor crimes. <laughs> so I guess overall, before we ask you these questions that we ask everyone, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts or, or feelings or maybe even any guesses as to which our assignment was? As to what the hell this was supposed to be. <laughs> all right. So, wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm still just taking it all in. There was a lot here. <laughs> I... I feel a lot like the like an obscure, you know, tall tale, whatever, a zoological, cryptozoological creature needed to appear in this because that is surprising. And a boy. Focusing it, featuring the FPS so heavily, you know, and not frames per second or first person shooter. The, uh, like the third search result is the federal process servers. <laughs> I actually said that I think I, in the episode. Oh really? Yeah, I it, totally it, forgot. Yeah. It feels mandated. It feels like there's a almost like there's a. I think that there's some show about postal workers that do that need to deliver preserve chain of evidence or something like that. And I think there's some there's like a literal show about this. So it's like a less glamorous thing to focus in on as movie content. Oh, I thought you but, were talking about the carrier. I thought you were like slightly <laughs> I know, I, working I, I, in I my realized other project. I was starting to <laughs> no. There is literally a show that that is I think about it's somehow male people, but it's I preserving don't evidence. It, but it might be yeah, like a chain of custody, like or, or something like that. Anyway. Anyway, that was unuseful toward this. Is it called murder what, by what proxy? I'm, what I, I, I don't even know, but I don't know if there's anything I need clarified, to be honest. <laughs> Well, do you have okay. any idea who our target audience might have been? Gosh, federal process servers. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. I'll give you a hint. It was a fans of a specific director. Oh, boy. Writer director. And it's Is not your fault right. if you can't guess. Not like there were there were parts that felt like it felt less funny than I was expecting for some of the content. So like, I, I don't know, a Paul Thomas Anderson character or like box or something. Since it's close in the alphabet. Of- Very close in the alphabet. <laughs> close. It was Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Fans of Wes Anderson. We wanted a bad dad in there. We wanted to be quirky, yet, you know, still have a melancholy undertone. Based around, traditionally based around, like, a very, very specific vocation in, like, a very specific location. It's something mm-hmm. else that rhymes with vocation. <laughs> with involving ah, echolocation. And then, so, and then our and then our genre, which I'm positive that you're not going to get. All right, what is the, what was your genre? Road movie, because we road were on the movie. road the whole time, weren't we? <laughs> road movie. We kind of forgot. We started yeah, as a road movie and then step. planted down or at the the mine town pretty uh, quickly. Excellent. All right. So importantly, more importantly, is would you see this movie and would you recommend oh, it to a friend? Absolutely not. I. Think. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Oh man. Love it. I will say if the pitch was led by Wes Anderson wants to make a new movie, the, yeah. see, seeing the pitch through those eyes gives me a very different feel than hearing the pitch in the room. If this was a project you were, I think that that's elemental to it. If it were Wes Anderson, yeah, I can, right. a lot of this content, I can, I, I've reformatted it all in my brain. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, what it sounds like without that context. <laughs> without yeah, that context, if- it sounds like crazy people. <laughs> I, I wonder if we should change the sounds- rules. Talk about those things in the pitch if it's elemental to the. Uh, yeah, this, to how I, it's I, been- I did. Yeah. I toward the end of the pitch, I did start thinking like, does it star anyone cool? Like what? Like, what, what <laughs> you are the studio. You literally. Uh, are- <laughs> Okay. Would you recommend it to a friend? Uh, no. Uh, like, while it's such an interesting thing, it's surprising. I had never thought about how much a story directed by Wes Anderson or not needs could Wes make Anderson. Such. It could make, <laughs> yeah, it's going to really feel that, you know, Wes Anderson shaped whole if, uh, <laughs> which is, is straight on, actually. But oh, um, yeah, I think that the the problem is like there's nothing that would otherwise grab me about it in this description, which yeah. makes me think to some of his movies. If I didn't know you were describing them, how entertaining <laughs> or not they would seem. What's funny yeah. is that was kind of our target. I, I feel like what we yeah. were circling around is what you just so brilliantly said, which is that like if you described a Wes Anderson movie and left out the context that it was a Wes Anderson movie, it would probably sound boring, uneventful, or like why would you tell a story about that? With a few notable exceptions, especially early. <laughs> Like the first half of his work, mm-hmm. especially, I think, yeah. Even like the French then. Dispatch. Like, I'm not sure that sounds like. <laughs> you see, I should have, I should have gotten it from that title though. Like, once I realized, like, you skipped over like minor crimes or you've been served, <laughs> you and then served. like, but not, yeah, kind of titles. Pine Bluff Summons should have been my giveaway. Yeah, so, come so on, that's you on, really should have picked me. up on it, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, well, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy that you're straight up with us. It's very. <laughs> Very refreshing for this podcast for someone to not skirt around the answer. You uh, so wonderful concepts we- that the concept <laughs> I could see, and and we've learned a good lesson to always lead with uh, Wes Anderson if he's part of the <laughs> always <laughs> lead with Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh wow! Inter- I did I did love lots of bits of it. I love the idea of I mean it like there's that formula of like accidentally like meeting the wife of the bad guy and you know falling in with her a little bit and then but your objective is counter that the. Uh, uh, but usually that leads to instead of that, right when they would fess up is when they get caught. So there can be the falling out and then rebuilding a bit. And so I was surprised when he fessed up. I was like, wow, that's different than that formula. And then, better uh, if the kid catches him and then the mom <laughs> does it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably get a like whole sequence had, with the kid knowing. Like you have a wonderful yeah, dance party in the living room. And then when the wife goes to, I, oh God, I hate to use a second laundry reference, is like <laughs> hanging up, is hanging up his oh, jacket no. and notices, what's this envelope with my husband's name on it in his pocket? Oh yeah. It's the, cl- like that. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the cliche way to do that. We left out some, I'm realizing we left out some very West Anderson jokes too. Not that they would have changed <laughs> your mind at all, but like that night when what? he, when he tells the wife that he's like i went to college with so-and-so like we were old friends and this, she leaves the room and the son's like then why were you spying him on her? And he's like that's what old friends do they spy on each other's wives it's it's a it goes, it's a classic college like dumb stuff like that we left out a lot of those little oh wow you we would have had you obviously had we you know, honestly that would have changed the game that the, yeah the knowing who directed this uh 
I yeah, I can imagine getting there. This would this would be a fantastic uh, Wes Anderson trailer. I'm gonna start pitching oh. all my movies with just so everyone knows right up front. Wes Anderson Wes is gonna Anderson direct is this. <laughs> See how many more things I can sell. Oh man! Well, anyway, hey, another, but it was another... it was a fun experience. I the, I had fun on the journey. Well, I think and, it's it's safe to say we've had another successful, unsuccessful <laughs> episode of the Writers Room Game Show. No one died, oh. and that's that's the goal every week. Go hey, every it's week. more about it's more about the friends we made along the way, isn't it, boys? Yes, yes. It yeah. Speaking the, of friends, as, as you learn on <laughs> on a road movie that takes place in one location, <laughs> the writers' room game show with me, Ryan Paul, and Seth Worley, executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices, edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy Meg Lewis, and our face melting music is by Ben Worley. The writers' room game show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot. Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one. Whoa, this song is cool, said everyone. Well, that's because this music and all the other music under ads in this episode was provided by Musicbed. They've got an insane selection of music that filmmakers and creators can license, and Seth and I personally use them on a ton of our personal and commercial projects. Anyways, check out the link in the show notes to start your subscription and get unlimited music for your next masterpiece. It's the end of the podcast, and you know that these things just end in ads, and yet you're still listening. So I can only assume one thing, which is that you've fallen asleep, and now I'm in your dreams once again. Here's what's going to happen. Whenever you hear the word podcast, you're going to feel the unavoidable urge to go to plotdevices.co and order any of our cool storytelling products, like the Story Clock Workbook for turning your ideas into stories, or the Storyboard Workbook for drawing your shot ideas and planning your shoot. Be sure to use code GAMESHOW to get 20% off your first order, and when I snap my fingers, you will wake up. Podcast. Go buy stuff, please.